Welcome to Talking Confidence with me, Holly Kaplan. Having confidence in the workplace is essential for progress, fulfillment, and yes, survival. The issue is that confidence doesn't always come easy and is impacted and influenced along the way. Well, as a confidence coach, I know the key to finding and keeping your confidence is to recognize how professional situations have affected how you think of yourself. In this podcast together, we will examine exactly what impacts women's confidence in the workplace. We're going to get raw in these episodes. We are going to peel back the layers of social interactions, company culture, gender discrimination, ageism, and more. My guests will include entrepreneurs, corporate executives, and business owners. We are going to get down to what these women are really feeling. Expect vulnerability, openness, and relatability. But most importantly, expect to find your confidence. Having confidence in the workplace can sometimes feel like a roller coaster, meaning you may have days when you wake up and you feel like you could conquer the world. You feel like you can take on anything and you're confident in your knowledge and skills and you really just know your shit. Your confidence is at a 10. This could go on for a few weeks or months. Then something may happen, like losing a deal, not getting a promotion, or having a not-so-positive interaction with a peer or boss. These can all cause a setback and your confidence lowers. That excitement you felt in the morning weeks before can be reduced to feeling anxiety and second-guessing yourself. If you have been here, you are not alone. Our confidence goes through peaks and valleys and it's human. The key is recognizing it and embracing how to get through it and learn to believe in ourselves despite it all. Be sure to listen through to the end of this episode for my tips on how to get through your confidence peaks and valleys. My guest today is Amber Gray. She will share her own confidence journey and tell us how she embraced her highs and lows and what she does today to keep going. Amber is the founder and CEO of Trusty Oak, an Austin-based virtual assistant company providing administrative and marketing support to busy entrepreneurs, authors, and creative teams. A people-first approach to hiring, along with the scalable growth model, have positioned Trusty Oak as a flexible, dependable, and affordable alternative to hiring administrative and marketing employees. In 2021, Trusty Oak was named Freelancer Hiring Platform of the Year, and Amber was recognized as Austin Businesswoman of the Year. As a female founder and leader of a company that has quickly established a recognizably special culture with a non-traditional workforce, Amber has energized and empowered women from diverse professional and personal backgrounds to go against the grain of historically standard female roles in business, technology, and leadership. Trusty Oak provides an opportunity for experienced admin and marketing professionals to work independently as freelancers, but with a supportive internal network consisting of other ambitious and resourceful remote workers. Amber, thank you so much for coming on this episode today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to dig in. This isn't something I talk about a lot, so I'm excited for something new. I am excited for you to tell your story, and I'm I'm thrilled that I already know it because we got to do the pre-interview. But before we get into our conversation today, let's talk about how we know each other. Yeah. Well, um, really, it's because you're working with a trusty Oak virtual assistant. I don't remember... Yes. Uh, did someone introduce us? I feel like someone we 
mutually yes. have in common. Yes. I've been a longtime client of yours and uh, Katie Schnack from Smith, right. Smith Publicity actually introduced us. Um, she highly recommended you guys and we've, I've been working with you ever since. And I'm so proud of all of your accomplishments. You know, well, thank you. Yeah. It's, it's been, you've actually got to see a lot of the the growth I've experienced because you've been around for a while with yeah. us. Things have changed pretty dramatically over the last few years. Well, I can only imagine, especially with the life um, of running a virtual assistant business. And with that, will you tell our listeners a little bit more about you? Yeah. Well, and I, I won't belabor the the whole backstory life story, but I did want to just kind of paint a, paint a little bit of a picture of, of where I ca- came from. Um, I uh, just really don't belong in the world of technology if you look at my track record and kind of where I came from here. But my mom was a hairdresser. My dad was, dad was a hog farmer. We grew oh. up with enough, but not a lot. Um, I moved a lot because my parents divorced after first grade for me. And I just didn't really have roots anywhere. And so I missed a lot of the computer literacy classes that happened in high school because they were usually, you know, half of the school year only. And so every time I would move, I would miss it somehow. And so I never really even learned how to use a computer uh, growing up, which was, (laughs) which is just kind of crazy to end up that I liked it so much. I did enjoy technology. I was the kid that was programming everybody's digital watch and, um, playing with different gadgets and things like that. And I've just always been driven to learn. Um, I love learning. I love excelling. I'm kind of, you know, um, on the strengths finder achiever is one of my strengths. And I, um, you know, just, I just enjoyed doing things well and, and doing a lot of different things. So I grew up with just kind of that being the the thing that I held on to all the way throughout my, I mean, even now I just, I find things that I'm interested in. I learned something new and I, I dig my heels in until I get it. So um, that's sort of the, kind of the, a little bit about me in terms of the way I think and operate. Uh, I was a pharmacy technician right out of high school. Mm-hmm. I spent 11 years as a pharmacy tech and I never did go to college. So um, honestly, that was a big um, factor for me. And in terms of my confidence journey, it was something that I was a little bit ashamed of at times that I didn't ever go to college. But I worked as a pharmacy tech. I landed in this marketing agency position because a friend of mine that was a web designer needed help with project management. She said that my you know, my pharmacy skills of triaging emergencies and those kinds of things could apply to project management. And so I started helping her just keep on track with her web projects. She taught me a little bit about WordPress websites. Um, I checked out or I bought some books from Half Price Books to learn a little bit about WordPress and website project management and loved it. I just, you know, instantly I thought, yes, this is something I can be good at. And so the guy that owned the marketing agency, he started in 2010. Um, I came along just a few months after that as a contractor or subcontractor with my friend that was the web developer for him. And uh, honestly, that was a it was a big opportunity for me to start learning and to get my hands into the world of technology and business and marketing. And so I learned a ton uh, in that role. So starting in 2010 all the way through 2015, I was a I, I grew into a different different positions. You know, like I said, I was a contract project manager, but then I ended up uh, becoming the web director, overseeing a remote team. Uh, a lot of our clients were remote. Actually, majority of them were. And then uh, before I left, I was the VP of operations for a year. 
And um, then that brings us to, you know, more of the the current story of Trusty Oak, where I jumped in and started Trusty Oak in 20, August of 2015. And so I'm coming up on the seven-year mark of that. And it's been the best thing I ever decided to do. I'm loving it. I couldn't agree with you more. And I have had the pleasure of watching you grow over the past three or four years. And girl, you're killing it. I mean- you have a super team. You're so creative and you're so thoughtful and responsive. And I re- I recommend people to you all the time. Because well, I appreciate that. And and um, it's evident because that's we don't advertise for Trusty Oak, at least not yet. Um, everything is referrals, word of mouth referrals. And so it gives us a little bit more accountability to make sure we're doing a good job since that's how the business is growing. So we'll keep keep going. Thank you. Yes. Yes. And good for you. I'm proud of you. Okay. I'm going to shift us a little bit here. Um, I want to go back to your earlier years when it comes to confidence, because you mentioned something about you didn't get your college degree. And I hear from you that you, that wasn't an obstacle, really. It turned out to work wonderfully for you. But I want to hear more about your confidence when you were a kid coming up and kind of how that shaped your trajectory. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, growing up, I was um, nerdy. <laughs> I was I, I had uh, people I was one of the kids that sometimes got made fun of there. There was a, a, a guy kind of a bully that started calling me the dude because I was a tomboy. And he thought he would make fun of me and call me the dude. And somehow, um, I turned it around and sort of embraced the nickname for some reason. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why, because it really wasn't a good one. But <laughs> but my teachers and coaches started calling me Amber Dude, and it sort of it it became something that people were excited to like. My friends would say, "Oh, it's Amber Dude," and so the, I think sometimes the way I've um, I, I guess my confidence has changed because I just let my um, need to achieve sort of overshadow this insecurity that was internal. So I feel like that, you know, my drive for excellence and doing, doing hard things always sort of just like kind of covered up what I was really feeling. So I, Uh inside, I feel like I did not feel like I belonged in a lot of, you know, settings. Um, I was good at a lot of things and I could make friends pretty easily, but I didn't really know what kind of person I wanted to be. And I guess that's probably the case with anyone, you know, at that age when, you know, talking about like high school age. Um, So I really didn't know what I wanted, but I think that my achiever mentality sort of masked what I was really experiencing in terms of confidence. Right. It's really interesting though. I heard that recently from another friend who feels like her confidence is low, so she's constantly overachieving and trying to prove herself over and over again. So I totally yeah. understand that. And I want to acknowledge, I love how you embraced dude. I love it. <laughs> you're like, F it, man. If you're going to be a bully, you know what? I'm going to make it part of who I am. It's kind of, it's like poking fun back at him. Like, you dipshit. Yeah. You think that was going to hurt me? Now it's yeah. part of my brand. So <laughs> Exactly. It's part of my brand. <laughs> You're exactly right. Well, and you know what else too, is that somehow it sort of, I don't want to say it won him over because that wasn't really the goal, but he was nice to me after the, you know, after some time went by, it was something that wasn't even an issue because now it was almost like, oh yeah, I gave you that nickname that everyone in the school is calling you. And you know, it's a fun thing. It's not, we're not making fun of you now, but um, yeah, it was just kind of interesting. And I'm not sure that I consciously like 
said, oh, I'm going to stick it to him. Um, I just sort of didn't let it bother me. I let things roll off and it became something that was more permanent. In fact, I still run into people every now and then from high school days that will say, hey, Amber dude. (laughs) Hey, Amber dude. You're like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's a blast from the past for sure. I know. I know. Well, I think it's great how you just kind of naturally turned it into your name. So yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I, my coach made uh, signs for my locker even that had it Are on. Are you it, so. serious? Yeah. So it really was my brand. I had a logo and everything. No, I'm Amber just dude. <laughs> we should bring it back, Amber. Right. Amber maybe dude. so. Maybe we so. Could do, we could still do something with that. <laughs> so um, how did your level of confidence, and we addressed this a little bit just now, impact your thoughts, feelings, and actions? Yeah. So honestly, like thinking about the way I felt when I was less confident, it was typically my reaction to that usually is to hold back. Um, So I would say a lack of confidence is just, it's very limiting or it has been very limiting for me because I would set my goals lower because I, I know that I don't like to fail kind of, you know, the theme of what I've talked about so far. So I would set my goals lower so that I could still achieve those goals. But I would I was setting goals based on what I believed I could do, not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where I re- real, realizing that small thing or I guess that really that's a big thing, but just that that really succinct way of saying this is I'm just setting goals for what I think I can do, not actually going for what I want. And now that I've taken that mindset and said no, I'm going to set my goals for what I want to achieve, not just what I already know I can do. And now I can do so much more. And that took um, you know, really leveling up my confidence to be able to recognize that. Yeah. How did you realize that you could? Like, was there a defining moment for you where you were like, no, I don't need to aspire just to this. I can take it 10 notches higher. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that it's it sort of snuck up on me in some ways. Like, like maybe I didn't, like there were little moments that sort of built on each other, but I can tell tell a story about this one, uh, this one opportunity more recently that I feel like really took my confidence to another lever- level, and that was whenever I was having I was having a conversation with a couple of other uh, women entrepreneurs that were highly successful, multiple businesses, multi million dollar companies, um, really the kind of people that you know from the outside looking at them. If I'm comparing myself to them, I'm saying that's that's what I want. I want to be able to do something big like that. I want to. Um, have enough confidence to say uh, that this is possible and to go for it and actually take the steps to go for it. And, and I mean, I know it's not best practice. It's not a good thing for our minds to compare to others, but that for me, that moment was actually kind of like a catalyst for me to take control of, of myself. And so, and, and what I wanted to happen in the future. So I had this moment where I'm sitting there feeling like a third wheel, listening to these two women bounce ideas around about business and um, feeling inexperienced, uh, feeling like I'm, you know, the child at the table and just, you know, it, it, it's, it's all mental, you know, I mean, that definitely isn't even the case. And I even have a really good relationship with one of those people still, but I just, it was just that feeling of like, I, I'm not where I want to be. And I think that I'm sitting here kind of taking the back seat because my confidence is low about this situation. But what I like to do whenever I'm feeling something like that is take action and actually um, view it as the obstacle. There's a book called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And I think about these these challenges as the actual 
things that are in my way that are carving the correct path for me. So, okay, yeah, there's a rock right here, but just like a river, I'm going to go around that rock and I'm going to still end up in the ocean just where I'm supposed to be. But I've got to know that these guardrails are there for a reason and that's just not my way. I'm going a different way. So I, I use that as a, a chance to say, okay, they're in this entrepreneurs group. They got a lot of value out of it. It looks like that's been helpful for them. I'm going to take a shot at it. It costs a lot of money. Um, it does require a lot of me, but I'm going to do it. And it was, and really that opened up the door for me to start realizing that, uh, one perfection is the enemy of progress and I don't need to do everything perfectly. I just need to take a step. You know, I don't have to know everything about what's ahead. Just take the next step. And I joined this group where other business leaders were, uh, being very vulnerable and, uh, where they are, you know, talking about finances, talking about how running a business affects their relationships. Um, I don't have kids, but I mean, we, like it really did run the gamut of what we were talking about, you know, kids, uh, re- I mean, really anything down the line that you might be struggling with as a person, not just as a business owner and people would put it all out on the table. And the very first meeting I had with my small accountability group, I started crying. So, wow. uh, yeah, so it was one of those things it was like, okay, well, obviously I needed to get this out, but it was a safe place for me to be able to say, Hey, I'm struggling and I don't know what I need to do and I need support. And then realizing these people were in the same boat. Some of them cried at times too. We, we, we're all in this together and realizing, Hey, we're, we're not alone in the way we're feeling. And that really helps my confidence too. And just, um, you know, really knowing I've got somebody I can walk alongside. Um, and, and, and one more step with that, just because again, that moment was so catalytic for me to have that, like be at that table with those two women, because the next thing that this all led to was for me to hire a coach, a business coach that's helped me with, um, implementing some structure within my team for meetings. Uh, we're following the Rockefeller habits, uh, which is, a, a great process for just, you know, putting some structure into your business within your teams and the way you operate too. So all of those things came out of that one little lunch meeting. <laughs> little did so, you know where that lunch would take you. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I kind of live by this mantra too, that every moment matters. I always just kind of say that to myself and remember that you never know what one small moment is going to affect later down the road. So be present, pay attention, look for opportunities to do something new, take action. Um, and really you can't do those things without some confidence. So, uh, I've had to work on my confidence if, to, to reach the goals that I have, cause they're, they're no small feats. <laughs> no, but I think you did the right things. Um, I like what you said about you had to find a community and support mm-hmm. because when you're an entrepreneur, own your own business, you can feel alone and it's, if you don't have support, it's hard to stay on your feet and make the best decisions for you and your company. So I appreciate that you found a community and that you guys were vulnerable together. You know, you were open to sharing because it's not like, oh no, I've got all this right. You're like, no, this is jacked up and I need some help. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we all need that. Definitely. I I don't think that I, I I know I wouldn't be where I am in my career if it weren't for for other people that have helped me along the way. And that's, I guess that's also just a kind of a go-to action when I'm feeling less confident. Yeah. I look for somebody I can bring into the picture to, um, you know, that maybe has skills that I don't have that has 
connections that I don't have, whatever the situation may be. And a lot of times that's how I've been able to overcome a fear is by bringing someone alongside me. So um, I think, you know, everyone needs, needs people. And mm-hmm. particularly if you're in business, there's just no way we do this on our own. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Because I'll tell you, I've tried to do it by myself because I'm stubborn as I'll get out. And <laughs> I've been on this journey for four years and I've tried to do it by myself and you just, you can't, you got, like you said, you got to have a coach, you got to have a support system. It's better for you and for your confidence. Absolutely. Um, I want to go back again. I want to the beginning of Trusty Oak because I talk to a lot of women who want to start their own businesses, but mm-hmm. It might be a matter of having the money or the time, but really it's about the confidence. How did you find the confidence to start Trusty Oak? Yeah. Well, uh, I've kind of touched on that a little bit in the sense that I actually had a business partner when I first started. Yeah. Um, and yes. he, was my, he was my boss from before, like at, at the agency that I've mentioned earlier. He was my boss and I thought, I don't think I can do this without some help. And I know now looking back, I, that wasn't true, but that's what gave me the confidence to step out there uh, was to have somebody that was, you know, I guess had more experience, uh, was savvy in business, um, who I had already learned a lot from and trusted. And we started out as partners and uh, we're not, I ended up buying him out early on in the process, but uh, we have a great relationship. I had, had a beer with him not too long ago. And, um, I do think that sometimes we do need someone to, to hold our hand a little bit to Mm -hmm. take those big leaps, especially if you're, you know, financially that feels really scary, uh, which is the other thing that I feel like has helped me with my confidence in starting is to reduce my financial risk. I personally, I'm currently debt-free other than my mortgage. Um, but it, it took me some time to get to that, especially you know, working, you know, with a brand new company that wasn't necessarily bringing in a whole lot in the beginning. Uh, but I do think that that's a good way to, to increase confidence for people is to look at your, look at what you can reduce in terms of financial risk, because that is usually the scariest part about it. Right. And if you can get that off the table, uh, that really is going to let you dream big, get out there and just go for what you really want. Uh, if you don't have to worry about how am I going to feed myself or somebody else that's dependent on you. Right. No, I think that's great advice. And that pulls away some of the limiting beliefs if you make some changes to make your dream career and business doable. Exactly. So um, I think that's really good advice. Okay. I love this question. This far into your career and experiencing your personal confidence journey, how would you describe yourself today? Yeah, this just thinking about this, uh-huh. um, I definitely still have moments where I lack confidence, uh, but I have started put, putting myself out there a lot more. Um, I've noticed that um, I'm dressing a little bit different, like I want to be presented differently. I've got a, an image that I feel comfortable in, whereas before maybe I was still trying to kind of figure out like, how do I want to show up to this business networking meeting or some of these other things? Um, I think that more opportunities are coming my way because um, I, because I am coming into a room or a situation with more confidence. People talk to me differently. Um, oh. I don't know. I just I feel like there. It's something that maybe 
I'm only consciously able to put it into words right now because you're asking me and you prepared me for this. I mean, honestly, this, uh, in preparation for this interview, it was a little bit therapeutic and I'm glad you're asking these questions because it's really helped me to think what is different? What, what can I do to do more of the good things that's making things work for me? And I do think that confidence plays a role in it. And obviously there's a little bit of a, a line between confidence and ego that you've got to be, be careful not to go too far with it. But, um, just recently I was at this networking event and I was talking to one person that was asking me, you know, what is trusty Oak? Uh, tell me about your business, something pretty general like that. And I was talking to her and it was a pretty loud room. There were probably about six or seven women at this table. And as I'm talking and answering her questions, I'm glancing around and realizing that the, the maybe five or six other people are also paying attention to what I'm saying and listening to me. Um, and I have no idea what it, what it was that I was saying that was so intriguing, but, but in the moment it almost like made me want to stop talking because it <laughs> felt so weird that everyone was paying attention. But I started thinking about like, okay, I'm obviously presenting myself differently. I'm coming in with confidence because I saw some other new, you know, younger women that were maybe new to networking and they, I could tell that they were nervous to meet people and talk to people about their new, newer business and things like that. So I've been there. I felt that way as well. Uh, but yeah, I just, I think that, you know, at the way that it's changed, it's really just been constantly looking at how can I, how can I present myself a little bit more? Um, it's and growth. Also I'm, it's growth. Yeah, it's growth. It's, it's an growth. evolution. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm remembering another, another story I wanted to share just because, uh, there was a woman that I had met early on when I started Trusty Oak, uh, you know, we were, we had phone calls, Zooms, those kinds of things. Hadn't talked to her in a few years. And I think this, this conversation I'm talking about now is maybe, maybe two years ago, something like that. It, but it was a, several years into my business, had another conversation with her and she just kind of, we were on Zoom and she just kind of like tilted her head a little bit and said, you seem different. Oh, and, and, and I thought, I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, so I asked her, you know, what do you mean? And she said, you just seem, you seem like you have more confidence and, uh, you know, I think that's, that's helping you. And so it just, it was kind of validating for someone to say, Hey, you, you are actually presenting yourself more confidently. Um, and I think that also helps your confidence if someone's telling you, Hey, I see that. And it looks good on you. Yeah. It kind of makes you want to want to keep doing it. It's validation. Yes. You're like, I am confident. I am doing the right things. And you're you're presenting yourself that way to other people and they see it. Exactly. They yeah. see it. Well, I love that. You've you've just come such a long way. You know, I'm really I'm just really impressed with your journey. So from Amber Dude to, to Trusty Oak. Amber Dude to Trusty Oak. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Nobody knew. That kid back in high school sure didn't know. I know. I know. And here she is now. You know, you're, she's a rock star. That's that's it. <laughs> Thank you. What advice do you have for other women who are exploring their confidence because they potentially want to open their own business too, but they have their confidence journey staring them in the face? Mm -hmm. The number one thing I would say is be intentional about the people you're spending time with mm -hmm. because the people that are speaking into your life can really make or break you. If you've got somebody in your ear telling you that goal's too big, I don't, you know, you, you just need to stay secure, keep your corporate job, keep doing what you're doing. That's the safer path. If you have someone in your ear telling you that, that's probably what you're going to do. But if you've got someone saying, 
you're going to do big things. And I, I, you have so much potential and let me connect you to this resource. That's going to help you get there or here. I'm going to introduce you to somebody that I think, you know, maybe can open a door for you. Those, those are really, to me, the ultimate keys to the, to success is having good people in your life that are encouraging you. I think that, you know, having that kind of supportive environment or, you know, like circle of friends, um, I've had, had phases where, you know, maybe the friends that I had were not the best for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, over the years, I've really been more intentional about who I'm spending my time with. And it really has made a big difference because I'm not spending a lot of time that isn't getting me where I want to go. And I've got people that are proud of me and encouraging me and people I know that if I need help, I can ask for help. And if maybe, even if they don't know the answer, Um, again, it's, you know, maybe it's making connection or in the case of building a business, sometimes it's hiring someone that can do something you can't do. Yes. And I've definitely done that as well. Smart. Um, so I say just, you know, choose your friends wisely and just make sure you've got a trusted person that you can walk through these times that you feel less confident. I mean, we all need each other. And I think that, like I said earlier, I wouldn't be here without those people that have been there for me. And I think that's important for anyone that's jumping out into entrepreneurship. Right. And I love that you say, stay away from the naysayers. Yep. Exactly. You don't need them. They're only going to make you think negative things. It's not worth it. It's just, well, and I, I, I think I took a safe path for a long time because that was what I was taught. I mean, I, I mentioned my, my mom and dad, they were, you know, people doing trade work, labor, uh, you know, there's, there's only one way to make money is trading time for money. You've got to do what you got to do. You've got to sell things. You've got to provide services. And there aren't a lot of other ways in their, in their mind and what I was being taught growing up. Um, and now realizing there are so many other ways to get to where you want to be. You, you do have to take a risk. That's really a big step of it, but um, just realizing I didn't need to be so afraid of failing. It's okay. You know, just jump out there. <laughs> right. Right. That's terrific advice. You can't be afraid of failing and you have to be willing to take a risk. Yep. I agree. I, I was raised the same way. Like I've said several times before, get into corporate, stay in corporate, it's safe, you know, low risk, but you might not be happy. So, um, and you might not be expressing your best self. That's right. So Amber, if people want to get in touch with you to learn more about you or Trusty Oak, how can they do that? The the best place to go is to go to trustyoak.com. That's kind of the hub to get you connected to all things uh, related to me and the work that I'm doing. Uh, we've got a, got a blog with a lot of different topics related to delegation. Um, that's really kind of my, I guess, my focus and what I spend a lot of time talking about is how to get the most out of working with an assistant, um, best practices for delegation, tools of the trade to make that all of those things easier. So Trusty Oak on all the social medias will get you connected to the business and it's pretty easy to see where Amber fits in there too. But um, I like Instagram and LinkedIn are kind of my two favorite social media platforms. And you can find me as Amber Gray ATX on Instagram or just Amber Gray on LinkedIn. Perfect. Perfect. And I know people will want to connect with you. So thank you for sharing that with me. Awesome. Thanks, Amber. Thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks so much. It's been great. Here are my tips for you on how to handle confidence, peaks, and valleys. Firstly, 
recenter your mindset by knowing that confidence highs and lows are normal. It's not realistic to think you can live in a constant state of record-breaking confidence. Embrace the moments when you do feel amazing and when you hit a low, remind yourself that it's just temporary and that the next thing that is coming is another peak. Secondly, utilize your support system. And I say this all the time, lean on your support system of like-minded individuals that care about you unconditionally. They will help you get through some of your darker times and help you celebrate the brighter ones. Those are my parting words today. This is Holly Kaplan. Cheers until the next episode of Talking Confidence. Thank you, Talking Confidence listeners, for joining me today for this episode. If you would like to connect with me personally for confidence coaching or speaking events, you can reach me at hollycaplan.com. If you would like to buy my book, Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World, you can find your copy at amazon.com. Thanks.